0: We talk about the night that the lights went out in Florence, South Carolina. In your house, beware of dog 2. Watch along here on Kicking Out at 2. I'm your host, Dave Rosemuth, as we have reached the 25-year anniversary of that very interesting event. The only reason why I'm really covering this show this week is because uh, it was the night that the power went out, live on pay-per-view, and then they had to scramble and try and continue the pay-per-view in the dark and then they they redid some of the pay-per-view matches a few nights later so we're gonna watch that event with you on wwe network as a part of peacock joining me as always my good buddy my dear friend dennis jayley always a pleasure it should be
1: a good one that uh i only saw i never saw this full event i only saw half of it
0: because of because of the fact that the lights went out right or are you or talking about the second version?
1: Like um, maybe the second version, whatever was on VHS or okay DVD or whatever. I only saw half of it, and and I didn't hate it or like it. But yeah. then, uh, I just didn't get around to it, and I had to return it back to Blockbuster.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, from what I gather, and I've seen this before, um, bits and pieces of it. Um, this event here itself, um, the, or the, the, this airing of it on the WWE Network. It's a combined effort of the live matches that took place on the on the on the Tuesday night that that didn't make air because the power went out in the building, and then the matches that did make air when the power was on. So it's a combination of both. Uh, we'll get into all the particulars just to yeah. how things all went down um, shortly. Wait a
1: second, you, this. Uh... This uh,
0: pay-per-view was on a Tuesday? So, originally it was on a Sunday. Okay, okay, okay. okay,
1: Every year. And then they they
0: gave you... The people who ordered the pay-per-view, they gave them a refund or the replay for free and they gave you three live matches at a TV taping that were the matches that were in the dark, which was Yokozuna Invader, Undertaker and Gold Dust, and Savio Vega and Steve Austin in the Caribbean Strap Match. While on that same showing... They showed the replay from Sunday night of um, Mark Marrow and Triple H and Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog for the WWF title. What a mess! So, <laughs> what a massacre! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, how, that,
1: how about people that saw like the uh, the event live? Like, what, what did
0: they I'm, do? I'm sure they gave them refunds. I'm sure there okay. was they they, they they lost some money, but from you know what I gather. Uh, through through some information I have is that uh there was a big thunderstorm in the area, and the generator in the arena couldn't um handle the power being out and therefore that was the end of it okay um and so there's there there's some stories and stuff that I can that that i that I have some notes on regarding this um regarding what took place it's actually some notes from the uh the, the Bruce Pritchard Something to Wrestle podcast is because they covered this show. So we'll get into that shortly. Uh, but without further ado, uh, while I have you all here, head over to Peacock. Click on the WWE Hub section. When you get there, you're going to scroll down to pay-per-view specials. You click on that. And then you're going to go to In Your House. You'll see the, the the graphic for In Your House. You click on that. And then you're going to go to Season 2 of in your house, we'll say, In your house, beware of dog. It's one hour and 50 minutes. And you'll click on that. You're going to hit pause. And when I say play, three, two, one, hit play, you're going to hit play. Um, and while you guys are doing all that, head on over to Retromania, Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on Podbean by searching Retromania with a W. You can find this show as well as all the other great shows of Retromania, like Catching Up, uh, Market Out the Day's Weekend Warriors, uh, Cool Truth with AC, um, Monday Night Marks. With uh, Edwards, uh, Origins of Attitude, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, and so many other great shows as a part of the uh, Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, by searching Retromania with a W, you can find it on all um, streaming platforms provided uh, by searching Retromania with a W. And then, of course, you know, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two, and Twitter handle at kicking out two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two. Hit up our social medias, follow us on Facebook, or fo- hit, like us on Facebook, and follow us, and follow us on Twitter as well. So, um, well, with that being said, I think it's about that time that we uh, we get down to it. So, In Your House, Beware of Dog, it's Season 2, Episode 3, um, under the In Your House section in the pay-per-views. It's one hour, 50 minutes, and 57 seconds So it's just a little bit under two hours. It's not going to be some three-hour marathon like we've done in the past. So this should be something digestible to watch. And, you know, we're going to talk and tell some stories and, you know, have at it. So without further ado, when I say play, hit play. In three, two, one, hit play. Open here with the iconic signature World Wrestling Federation um, logo here. And so this here is the the video package um, previewing uh, the the the, the storyline with Sean Michaels and the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith that headlined the Sunday night evening version of Beware of Dog, where um, <laughs> it was alleged that that woman right there, Diana Hart Smith, the wife of the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith. Um, was uh, sexually assaulted by one Shawn Michaels and leading to the the confrontation here as you see the pull apart and the the match the main event of this pay-per-view Davey Boy Smith and Shawn Michaels for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. What did you think of that story of 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 Shawn Michaels being the womanizer and then uh
1: um, well, it kind of writes itself because it kind of was. That, uh, at one point in time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can make an argument, yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, that, uh, and uh, it's also, it's more booking where it's like, you know, you're, that, that, uh, that, uh, British Bulldog really did believe Shawn, if Shawn Michaels, like, uh, sexually assaulted his wife, he wanted to kill him, you know?
0: Yeah. So, this is part of the live broadcast that took place on May 26, 1996 on the Sunday evening. This was before the power went out. Um, this is Jerry Lawler, Vince McMahon. Hey, it already
1: t- looks like it's some power. Cell.
0: Yeah, and yeah. they're previewing what, what's to come on the pay-per-view. Um, but, yeah, it was... Um, so, this, this show here drew only 4,000 fans paid... Uh, six. Er, I'm sorry... Um, in Your House Beware Dog is the only pay-per-view in WWE history to have taken place in the state of South Carolina. They've never gone to South Carolina after this. And here we see Hunter Hearst Helmsley making his way to the ring. The, the, the Greenwich Blue Blood.
1: Was that a regular Valley? I'd never seen her before.
0: I think it was just some stand-in and they had right. come in, you know. They used to put them with different girls uh, each time. Uh, as he's set to face the wild man, Mark Marrow. Um, they always had good matches. They weren't bad matches, no. Yeah. Um, so oh, okay. I, I, like many of other people, I didn't really care for the wild man, Mark Mero persona. I was more of a Johnny V. Bad kind of guy. That's
1: what, that's what they wanted, right? They that's
0: what they wanted. They couldn't obviously get it because yeah. Johnny V. Badd was a, a, a license and trademark from WCW. And they
1: could have called him something else, though, couldn't
0: they? I would, I would guess, yeah, that they could have done. But you know how Vince is. He likes to reinvent the wheel. If you yeah. came from somewhere else and you were something else, then you're not going to be that when you get here. Uh see a clip of uh, Bob Backlund putting uh, uh, Mark Merrow on the crossface, And then the sets up Hunter with the pedigree here. Now, here's some historical references here, okay? So this pay-per-view took place May the 26th, 1996. This was a week after the infamous click curtain call in Madison Square Garden. You know that? Is it? Wow. Yeah. So... This is a week after Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and Diesel had all um, had all uh, you know broken kayfabe, if you will, uh, in Madison Square Garden, and really kind of turned the wrestling world on its ear. Um, so this match here, you could probably tell by as you watch this match how management thinks of Hunter Hearst Helmsley moving forward, because allegedly. He was scheduled to win the King of the Ring tournament that year in 1996. And because Diesel and Razor left, Sean was the champion, someone had to be punished for that curtain call, and Hunter was the one left holding the bag.
1: Yeah. That was um, Stone Cold, right?
0: Steve Austin would win the King of the Ring. And it would be at this event where Vince was sold on Steve Austin as a major player and winning the King of the Ring that year.
1: Yeah. I wasn't a fan of Sable when, like, when she when she was, like, uh, wrestling Tory, whatever. But I got like, to admit, Sable right now, she is a fox.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's still pretty good looking. Oh, here we go. Action underway. Mero and Hunter going at it. Yeah, the Florence Civic Center in South Carolina hosted this show. It was set up for around 9,400 fans, yet only 6,000 were in attendance, 4,000 paid, Um drawing a fairly low gate of $63,000. So this, this is some awfully low pay days. you have there. Um, business wasn't exactly hot for the WWF at the time. Bruce was keen to point out that business and pro wrestling was down across the board, and both Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff were scrambling to find ways to make the WWF and WCW successful. Now, this comes from uh, com's recap of the Beware of Dog podcast via something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard Um, the WWF averaged 13,000 to 17,000 for pay-per-views nowadays, Wrestlemania being the exception of course, but the crowd number in your house 8 shows just how much the business had changed so only 6,000 in attendance, set up for 9,400
1: you can see a lot of empty seats this is like the first couple rows too yeah. The funniest one you that uh, that you told me was the, uh, the one you went to with the Hartford pay-per-view. What, um, going to, like half the... Oh, have Vengeance, 2004, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, read they had things. the whole
0: top tarped off. <laughs> yeah. It was 2004, I was shocked. I mean, granted, they didn't have like a card that set the world on fire. Yeah. Fucking Triple H and Benoit. I mean, it wasn't like they... Like, they didn't have Shawn Michaels. They didn't have undertaker you know it was the brand split and at the time they were splitting pay-per-views it just wasn't wasn't the best but um yeah so it would be it would be after this match here when the power goes out okay it
1: only lasted one match
0: two matches okay so the power would come back on for the main event with Shawn michaels and the british bulldog which they're gonna air after this match here um so shortly after Mark Mayer had defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley in the pay-per-view opener, the Florence Civic Center was plunged into darkness. Power had failed due to a thunderstorm in the area, and the WWF were forced to think on their feet when backstage generators refused to kick in and restore lighting to the venue. Rushing out from behind the curtain to seek a contingency plan from his boss, a rattled Bruce Pritchard couldn't believe how Vince McMahon reacted to the issues threatening his broadcast. As Steve Austin and Savio Vega continued working a Caribbean strap match to the best of their abilities inside a darkened ring, a surprisingly calm McMahon removed his commentary headset and sipped coffee at ringside. Meanwhile, Pritchard was asking all sorts of questions about what they should do next. Without looking at his lieutenant, a bold Vince remarked that Austin and Vega were having one hell of a match and barely even acknowledged Bruce. When he eventually did, McMahon asked Pritchard, what do you expect me to do with the power outage, and said that the show had to keep going on. McMahon's concerns centered around entertaining the audience in attendance, and he planned to worry about those watching later at home. That's an interesting tidbit, because you would think that Vince would have fucking flipped his lid. I mean, yeah. granted, he's on commentary, so it's not like he can do much. He can mute he can mute his, his, his mic, you know? Yeah. I would just imagine, like, God damn it, why aren't the fucking lights turned on? Who paid the bill here, son of a bitch? Do I have to pay every goddamn bill in this place? What the fuck? i never run in South Carolina again, this fucking hick town. Can't even pay their goddamn bills. For fuck's sake. Hell of a match here, Jerry. Hell of a match. <laughs> I mean, like, I could just picture him losing his mind over it, but Bruce says in this podcast that, you know, he, he, he didn't, you know... He was pretty calm. I mean, and you get, if you actually bought the pay per view, you actually saw the the matches in the dark, right? I don't know many. You know what? I don't know anyone that has bought that that has a copy of that pay per view. So the first time I ever watched this, a friend of mine had the tape, yeah. but it's of this version of it that we're watching here on the okay. network. Okay, so they they show the matches from Sunday, then they cut to the matches on Tuesday that are live because that was what took. So the, the 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 Tuesday airing that had the three matches shows these two matches coming up. This match and the Michaels Bulldog match. Um they show those. Um but I don't know anyone that has the actual video of the 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 live airing where the, the three out of the five matches go dark. You know? This would make for an interesting like documentary on the network. It kinda would be. You know? They and should if any of you are listening out there on WWE Network, oh hey no. Uh, look at this Moolah. You saw that? Where? There's no. was Moolah in the background with Lawler. I thought I missed it. Yeah, she was sitting in the crowd, front row. I mean she she lived in she was from that area in South Carolina. Oh. Yeah. Yep. I, See? I, there she is. And yeah. I think Mae Young's probably That's next to her. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't even know that. That's cool as shit. I had no idea. That's probably her partner
1: or something there.
0: Who knows? But um if any of you are listening out there that that, that work in WWE, that are part of the, the content programming on WWE Network, you need to do a documentary on the night that the lights went out in Florence, Absolutely. South Carolina.
1: You talk about Moolaby in there.
0: Yeah, seriously. You can even take the title. I'll give you the credit. The night the lights went out in South Carolina. WWE Untold. Florence, a, South Carolina. Excuse
1: me. That would be an amazing episode. It really would.
0: You know, you can interview Hunter. You can probably interview Merrow, Michaels, um, Steve think? Austin, Savio Vega. You know, a lot of those guys are still... Jim Cornette's still around. They could probably get an interview with him. Vince, Jerry Lawler, Bruce. Yeah. I mean, you could get a good, like, hour and some change out of it. Maybe even more.
1: What do you think Mark Marrow's doing nowadays?
0: You know what Mark Merrow's doing nowadays? I'm to know. He's a motivational speaker. Is he? I follow him on social media. He's honestly... I, I, he's 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 a he's a good follow on social media. He goes to he goes to a lot of different before COVID. He was going he was touring the country, going to different schools and doing motivational speaking about like you know, um, almost like life coaching, like Tony Robbins, like building up confidence and you know fighting off bullies and stuff like that. Like a lot, he was doing a lot of that, um, telling stories about like you know. Um, who he was as a person in wrestling and how like, you know, the thing, the bad things he did in wrestling kind of led to what he's doing today. Like, um, he he talks about how like he treated his mom very poorly when he was younger. And when she died, it was like, it was so heartbreaking to him because he realized how much of a piece of shit he was to his mother. He was on tour in Japan when they called to tell him that his mother had died. I think he was working for WCW at the time. And, uh, he recall I remember watching a video. He tells it in front of a whole like auditorium full of high school kids about like, you know, how it's, you know, you should be good to your parents and your parents are the reason why you're here and they do so much for you, et cetera, et cetera. And he tells the story about how like he just kinda treat you know, he was he treated his mother poorly. Or not the I wouldn't say poorly, maybe he didn't treat his mother the way he should have. You know? Interesting. And then of course, you know, he talks about, you know, the usage of of, of, you know, his drug use and, and wrestling and, you know, how that's changed him. I think he's religious too, but you see, he, he's, he's good friends with uh with, with diamond Dallas page. So he okay. does a lot of DDP yoga workout stuff. I follow DDP on his social media as well. And you see Marrow's Marrow's lives in like the Atlanta, Georgia area. So, but Marrow does a lot of uh, speaking engagements at schools before COVID. He did at least, um, I'm, I would imagine he's going to get back on the road at some point. But a lot of speaking engagements at high school is talking about like, you know, kids that battle depression and building up their self-confidence. And like I said, being more like a life coach, talking to kids about, you know, how to deal with bullying from other kids. You know, fortunately, we live in that culture yeah. nowadays where that's that's the norm. You know, kids kill themselves because other kids don't accept them, which is fucking terrible. Uh, but he's doing some good in the world. And I'm glad to see that he is doing some good in the world. He really... he. he it sounds like he's he had some some moments in his life where it was taking a turn for the worse, and he's kind of turned it around. I'll say this much, though. No disrespect to him, but, man, he outkicked his coverage uh, being married to Sable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't Jesus. Know. Mark
1: Barrow's not the ugliest dude in the world. But... No,
0: but, I mean, Sable, man. She was.
1: Yeah, mid-'90s Sables was a fox.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was.
1: Of course, the big uh, argument was uh, who do you take? 1997, Sonny, or 1997, Sable?
0: 1997, Sonny. Yeah, me too. You know why? Sable was sexy but classy. Sonny was sexy and slutty.
1: <laughs> I always thought Sonny was more like the, the girl next door. The
0: no, whole. she wasn't the girl next door. No? Fuck that. She was the girl that went door to door. That's yeah, who the 90. fuck she was.
1: That you tell you think that the like the, the like the 95, 96, 97 Sunny had that uh, like aura on her. Yeah, she, she
0: was. Did? She okay. was. Yeah, she had like the but like a like a fun slutty. Like she like, 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 like she, didn't, she didn't fuck everybody All in right. the fucking she didn't fuck everybody in the locker room. But she 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 got a few miles on her. Did you see the picture recently that I sent in the text message thread of her in prison? Yeah, not good. Oh my goodness! Is that Connecticut, by the way? No, Pennsylvania. Okay. No, Pennsylvania.
1: She did a lot. Of shit in Connecticut though.
0: She did. Yeah. She did. I believe she got arrested a few times in Connecticut. Yeah, she did. Yeah, definitely. The DUIs and some shit like that. But yeah, she um, she's spending time in prison. Yeah, she's like,
1: she's a She man. violated
0: probation. She was doing. She got out of prison a couple of years ago, and she set up an OnlyFans account. You know what those are? No. OnlyFans are are like you know where you can. Pay, people can pay money to get like exclusive videos or um, pictures, like like sexually suggestive pictures, even like naked pictures of of, of, of you know women um, at like a, a, a at, like a subscription price. Yeah, uh, I don't know if celebrities do mm-hmm. it, but I know that like I've heard that like people in the adult film industry do it and. Um, Than just other regular people that want to make some extra money that have followers on on okay, social media okay. they do it. So Sonny was doing it for a while and allegedly she was making almost six figures, if if not more. Yeah, people, were, people were people paying money to see her finger bang herself and fucking get dressed up in sexy sexy lingerie or even nothing at all. I think
1: she lost for me. I, I wouldn't. She, I, I've never attractive since like early two thousand.
0: But she kind she kind of. So I met her. I met her once. At, actually, I met her in Atlanta the weekend she went to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, and she looked damn good. Did There's she a, really? Yeah. yeah. She, she lost some weight. She cleaned herself up. You know, she, she, looked, you know, she looked good for her age. Let's just okay. put it that way. Okay. And then she went to jail. And she got out of jail. And then she set up this OnlyFans account. And there were some pictures of her online where I was like, all right, she kind of looks like she's been taking care of herself. Like, she looked good for her age. It wasn't like she didn't look like she was 25 again, yeah. but she looked good like she was 40 something or however the f- fuck old she is. I think she's like almost in her 50s, maybe. But this last, that last picture I showed you of her in prison, oh my God. Fucking brutal. Yeah. I wish she'd get her shit together. She's another one that, like, she, she, she could be an episode of Dark Side of the Ring.
1: I'm surprised, to say truth, when you listen to, like, a lot of her shoot interviews. Yeah. She's still on his earth.
0: I know. All the shit she's done. Yeah. Did, she, did you ever watch a shoot interview where she tells the story about how she fucked Dolph Ziggler? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ten um, hours or some shit like that, Dolph was banging her and then. Yeah. Yeah. Because she never
1: banged um, Bret Hart, so. I gotta believe that's it. What, that's it. What, she, that's I mean, what they gotta say. I believe it away because, because, like, these shoot interviews, they would be like, at least the one. What, what's the one with, like, the guy has, like, blonde hair, wears a suit. Anyway, it doesn't matter, I guess. But uh, but anyway, he, he was asking her like, like who you banged and who you did. She's like, yeah, banged him. Banged
0: oh yeah, she yeah she 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 missed the bang, yes. Yeah. But
1: she every time though, she you bring up Bret Hart, she, she goes absolutely not. So I kind of believe it. I don't know.
0: I kind of believe it too. If have you ever read Bret Hart's book? No. Bret Hart talks a lot of, in, in his book. He's he talks a lot about how he very he's very open about his sexual escapades yeah, on the road and how he cheated, cheated on his wife. wife. Yeah. Like for years and yeah. years. And, um, but he, you know, he was very open about that, but he doesn't, he, he never admitted to Sonny. So I kind of believe that. If he's open about talking about every other sexual escapade, why yeah. wouldn't he be open about banging her? If, if, you know, you know what I mean?
1: I think Shawn Michaels really does dis- uh, discuss, um, uh, like, like, make. Uh, I think he finds Shawn Michaels disgusting. Who, oh, Brett? A, yeah. Of course he does. A, so I think he banged. He would never touch it. I don't think he would touch
0: That's it. That's true, yeah. I don't think Brett wants Shawn's sloppy yeah. seconds. Because Brett and Shawn were always in competition with each other. It's actually not a bad match here. As not we're we're at kind all. of talking over it. Marrow and, uh, and, and and Hunter Hurst Helmsley. You want to know something interesting too? i that, that I'm not sure if you were aware of this. So, I mentioned that... This pay-per-view match here was seven days after the click curtain call in Madison Square Garden. It's also the day before Scott Hall makes his debut in WCW and invades Nitro. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh! Oh, was this one Merrill? No, he didn't get hurt then. He got hurt later, but... Are they doing an injury angle? Where he... Holds his knee after the the plancha. Let's check it out. Here we go. Let's see.
2: Ooh, Ooh you know what?
0: That does that 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 does look kind of half real. Yeah. I I wouldn't I w- uh, yeah. I wouldn't argue it if someone said, "Oh yeah, he really hurt himself there." But um. Yeah, this is the night before Scott. The wrestling world changed forever. Think about it. Yeah. Like think about the, the historical significance behind that. That's crazy. It's crazy.
1: I love that too when Scott just walks in the crowd.
0: Yeah, if they ever put the Nitros up on Peacock, maybe we'll get to watch one. They've been slacking. when it They put everything else up except all those Nitros and Thunders and Clash of Champions and stuff like that. They put the WCW pay-per-views up and they put the ECW pay-per-views up. Oh yeah, and the ECW shows aren't on the network either. But what is she doing?
1: I think she's crying. She can't stand for why man getting getting her ass, his ass kicked.
0: Oh, she was gonna whip him. Yeah, that whip thing was stupid. I didn't like that. She didn't need that. She yeah. never used it, except for when she just tried to hit this dude in the face here.
1: I think she might have used it when she was a heel. Have Maybe. I remember, I, mean, I think I vaguely remember her whipping uh Luna Fishon.
0: Yeah, that's very possible. But yeah, this is the beginning of the end for 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 Hunter hurst Helmsley here. You know, it was like I said, a week after the the click curtain call and. Yeah. You know he was. When did he fight? What year was it? When he fought uh, Ultimate Warrior? The, it was it was this year. It was like a month. Oh, there we go. There's the a finish. Maro wins. Yeah, via a fucking slingshot. slingshot into the post. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just like two months before this, at WrestleMania. So he he did the job to Warrior, yeah. and I and from what I gather, he did the job to Ultimate Warrior because I believe not well it wasn't like a deal, but they just kind of said like you know you come in you do the honors and you know you'll get taken care of later, and I think that they referring to King of the Ring, and then he had to go ahead and you know circle jerk Hall and Nash and Michaels inside the steel cage at Madison Square Garden, and yeah. then he he lost that. He lost that privilege for a while, but Mark Marrow, your winner. And yeah, now we cut to this. This is f- right before the main event. Jim Lovely Cornette. Let, let, let's hear Jim Cornette.
3: Big bombshell is, then it wouldn't be a surprise anymore if Shawn Michaels would have a chance to prepare, and there ain't no way I'm going to let that happen because Shawn Michaels, you've made your bed. You tried to get Diane in it, but now you're going to have to sleep in it by yourself. But I will let you in on one little surprise. You're a a journalist. Here's a scoop, Mr. Perfect. I only give this to you. You see, I'm real busy tonight. Of course, Yokozuna taking on Vader. Got a lot of things going on with Camp Cornette. I want this man to have the undivided attention of a great manager. South Carolina has a very strict athletic commission. I went to them, and I procured for the King of Hearts, Owen Hart, the slammy award-winning Owen Hart, a legitimate and official South Carolina manager's license and tonight Owen Hart will accompany the British Bulldog to the ring as his official manager of record for tonight only and he's going to make sure that the Bulldog has all the game plan in his head and goes on to victory and then when the other bombshell is dropped, (laughs) Shawn Michaels is going to have no recourse but to be broke, busted, and disgusted and leave this building tonight beltless, prideless, and
2: friendless. We'll leave it to you, Jim Cornett. I know the big bombshell's going to happen. What's going on here, Camp Cornett, Shawn Michaels? Watch out. Back to you, Vince. All right, welcome back, everyone. in your house. Beware of dog. And the dog is on his way this first circle week. Thank you very much for your patience. Indeed, what a storm on the outside of the building here. Live from Florence, South Carolina. My crowd took a direct hit, <laughs> to
0: Yeah. So
1: what happened to um? So Clarence Mason was injured. What, what what can you
0: remember? What happened to him? I think Shawn Michaels like beat him up or something. Yeah, didn't she
1: I, have the British I, Bulldog uh,
0: versus this Shawn Michaels already? Sh- yeah. right? Well, I don't. Did, did I not explain this? So the power went out.
1: Right, I thought I thought the uh, edited to, for, for it to be the.
0: So they edited it so that they show this match when the power came back on. This was the match that. That the pay-per-view audience saw. Oh,
1: well, I find I if I the edited words like still, like... The main event? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. No, no, no. So, like, the last match could be... The last
0: match is uh, Undertaker and Goldust, I believe, on okay. the show. Yeah. But, yeah, this was... um. So, this was the Sunday night airing, and then, you know, what the people saw on Sunday, they, they get this, and then after this match, they'll go live on Tuesday to the three matches that... Okay. The audience missed on Sunday due to the power being out.
1: See, I thought... I, I thought they, they edited... edited. And, okay. So,
0: basically, the people that that bought the pay-per-view on Tuesday got to watch these, these two matches. And then they watched the live matches that took place. Yep. So.
1: I don't know if we talked this off the air, but no. That, uh, where would you put British Bulldog for, like, people that never won the championship? Or, like, the... The you
0: know the heavyweight championship. Um, what do you mean where I put him like,
1: uh, like, like I don't necessarily make it list on the fly, what uh, He's one of the
0: greatest to not wear I mean, the yeah. one of the greatest not to wear the title, that's for sure. Um I think he was I think if he didn't have his his, his issues with drugs, he was also he also got injured from time to time. Yeah. I think he would have been I think he would have been a prototypical um, WWF champion and a, a, a top baby face. Um, he had the look. He, he had the ability in the ring. Okay? Like, he was an overall... I think he was one of the best overall great performers and very underrated for what he could do for a guy his size. You know, he was a big, muscular man, but he could also fly around. He could also wrestle you, Okay?
1: I think it was Mr. Perfect. No. Another guy that
0: uh at least for WWF. that He didn't have the world title in WWF, yeah. yeah, you're correct. Um that right there, the Perfect Michaels little interaction that we that we just saw there, um, that was something that they were testing out to see if like how the audience was going to react because they, they were toying with the idea of Mr. Perfect returning and then having a, a rivalry with Shawn Michaels. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Although they didn't have the greatest rivalry in '93 for the Intercontinental title, I don't, their SummerSlam 1993 match is one of the worst matches that I'd seen.
1: And it was like, was it like Rockers Michaels?
0: No, it was Hbk Michaels with Diesel,
1: and then he fought Mister Perfect at SummerSlam '93. I don't remember this. Analysis. Yeah,
0: but. In 96, I think it would have been much better. Yeah. But, yeah, that was something that they were testing. They were kind of testing the waters with that to see if that was something that they would fly. They, they like to do that every once in a while. They'll kind of tease you a little bit, see how the audience reacts to it. If they don't, it's like no harm, no foul sort of thing. They don't really follow through with it. But... um
1: Looking back for, for a second, though, that, that promo where, where you had um Jim Cornette with, like, uh, Owen Hart, um Mr. Perfect, and British Bulldogs, kind of sad that, like... You
0: know. If you think about it, Owen yeah. Bulldog, Mister Perfect, all no longer with us. That's what I mean. Yeah, I know.
1: Gonna, that's like your, if I'm going to make a top five, like people that never won the the, the WWF Championship, that that's three right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, you, you could make a case that all three of those guys deserve to run. Uh, I still
1: I, think I want I want another minority, but I still think Owen Hart should have won the cage match in the. Uh, at SummerSlam. He should've? Yeah. Um, have shenanigans, Had the British Bulldog come down. Have like, uh, have like the Hart Foundation
0: like turn on Bret Hart that night. And then, and then, and then Owen yeah. become the champion and the family kind of sides with him. Yep. That would've been an interesting twist. Oh, what do we got here? I love Clemens Manson. What he saying?
2: What's he saying? Can have your attention, please? Shawn Michaels! You have attempted you, Shawn Michaels, have attempted to break up the very, very happy home of the British Bulls' organ and that precious little budding toodle <laughs> Diana Smith. You have single-handedly tried to destroy the very essence of family values. So when the Smiths came to meet, and they retain my services. Watch. I assured them that your actions would cease and desist immediately. Let's get the form, match Why Why we got no on, here in Florence, South Carolina, in front of thousands, and in front of the soul of prior and the millions across America. You, sir, are hereby served. With a summons what? as a defendant, the charge attempted alienation of affection.
1: You, what? sir,
2: we will see in a court of law where justice is swift and hard. What, what? the
0: fuck? Well, I'm glad that yeah we, we, we this <laughs> is brought up here because <laughs> that was a, this this is something I wanted to talk about regarding this storyline here. Okay, so. Um, According to the the episode of Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard here on the WhatCulture.com recap, the British Bulldog threatened to quit over this storyline. Pritchard claims that both the British Bulldog and Diana Hart were perfectly content with the love triangle storyline created for them leading up to In Your House 8. However, that couldn't be said for some of the other Hart family members who felt the angle painted Diana in a bad light and cast her as a slut for chasing Shawn Michaels behind her husband's oh, back. It does. Over time, though, the heart stated, started to get in the ear of Davy Boy Smith, and he changed his opinion on the story. At one point, the WWF Championship challenger was so upset and angry that he threatened to walk out and quit the company altogether if things weren't changed. Bruce distinctly remembers a conversation he had with Smith about the ordeal, reminding the angry Brit that the entire story was pure fantasy. Pritchard also said it would come out in, in the it would come out later that Jim Cornette had fabricated the story to try and pin the dirt on Michaels. Therefore, Diana's morality wouldn't be called into question. That bad-tempered atmosphere backstage wasn't aided by a thunderstorm that had thrown the pay-per-view into disarray. Bruce admitted that neither Bulldog or Shawn were, were especially happy when it came time for their match, and it's clear to see Bulldog's anger when he walked to the ring for his match. So, um, that's, that's a little interesting tidbit there that Davy boy was, was willing to quit. Um, which I've heard that before too, as well. I've heard that the family kind of, uh, stepped in there. I believe it was Stu that called Bruce, if I'm not mistaken, and said, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, my daughter's looking like a slut here. We're going to have to, uh, you know, change the story around a little bit, uh. I think Brett. I think Brett even made mention of it too. That Brett kind of voiced his opinion on it and didn't like the the Is way Brett, that his sister was. was Brett b- still around? During this time, he was taking time off. Okay. He had made some quick. He made some small appearances, like in um, in uh, uh, you know, like like their overseas tours. Like I think they toured like South Africa. He was a big deal overseas, okay. so they 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 had him headline a show there. Like he did some of the the, the European dates. He wasn't on television. Um, for WWF at the time, but they would drop his name every once in a while.
1: Like when did he officially? Uh, 97, right? What's that? When did Bret Hart officially leave?
0: Yeah, after 97, after okay. the screw job. But Davey Boy, yeah, I going back to what you were saying earlier. Definitely one of those guys that like I could have seen them put the title on him. Like I've heard stories that had he not gotten fired in 92 for the for the 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 when he got busted for steroids, the drug test, that he was well on his way to becoming a main event babyface, maybe even a run for the title. After the after the match he had with Brett at SummerSlam yeah. in '92, they were well on their way to trying to make him. That place in, exploded for him. In, into into a top babyface, but I think his reliability with his health issues and the the, the drug use and his injuries and things like that. I think that uh that, that played a big part. Yeah. And then of course he got fired. And then they tried to do it in WCW when he went to WCW. You remember that in ninety
1: three? I don't remember him ever having a championship match.
0: He didn't he had a match with Vader. He wrestled Vader a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. Had some championship matches, but they never gave him a run with the belt. But I always thought that he he would have been a good WWF champion as a baby face. Yeah. I don't think he would have been a great heel champion. I think he would have been a good, like, you know, um, English baby face to, to hold the championship. And he was very popular over in the UK. You know how Vince likes those demographics. If yeah. you fit a certain demographic, he wants to push you, you know? Greg Khali, popular in India. That's why you think he went to the fucking Hall of Fame, you know? They, he loves a Latin American audience. He's always been looking for the next Latin American star yeah. after Rey Mysterio, you know? Davy Boy, English. You know what I mean? Like, he's always trying to identify someone with a certain demographic you know which is a smart business plan if you think about it um, so I can I can definitely picture them uh, really pushing forward for him being a, a main event champion at some point here but what did you think of the story so talking about the story for a little bit here Diana accusing Michaels of you know making a pass at her behind Davy Boy's back what, what did you think of that story
1: um, for the time, it's not so bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is Jerry Springer's well on its, uh, uh, you know, uh, they've been running for years and years at this point. Yeah, and like, and some of the other other stuff, like like you know, girls with thongs and stuff like that. And I don't, know. I thought this was kind of mild. That I didn't think it was too intense. Yeah. Well, I don't know what do you what do you think?
0: I didn't mind it. It was different. Um. I think what they were trying to do here was they were trying to make. I think Michael's had this like bad boy image character, you know, this heart throb. Um, this was right around the time I think too, when like Brad Pitt was really starting to bust out in in, in movies, and boy. he was he was a big like heart throb. So they were trying to make Michael's. They were trying to keep some of Michael's like heart throb type characteristics of his character at the same time, I think they were also trying to make him more they were trying to humanize him a little more and make him more wholesome by, you know, not being this womanizer. Yeah. You know what I mean? By, you know, the, the accusations being made that he's this womanizer. And and, you know, eventually like the the article said, the story would come out that it would be Cornette that made this all up to try and you know get the title off of michaels and cause him to be distracted um but yeah it was uh it it wasn't bad for the time being you know it was i mean there's there's definitely a lot worse you know but
1: yeah you gotta figure this was uh was russo ahead of writing at this time
0: he was not actually Cornette was i think in charge of booking okay if i'm not mistaken i think this is a Cornette special here if I'm not mistaken, and you're like him and Bruce, and other... you were like
1: cheating wives and stuff like that, I always go to Vince.
0: Yeah, Vince liked that sort of stuff. He he was he was definitely on board with um uh, with, with that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I still give this. I give I I give credit to the devil on this one thing. I I I I think he was, Fetching and uh, Impact TNA. He was terrible, but however, everybody from from mid to jobber to, to to um uh, the the top the top talent they all had storylines. I give Vince Russo the credit for that. Everyone was involved.
0: Yeah, he made it, he he gave it a spot. He gave it a spot for everyone. Um during this time period I used to as a youngster watching some of these shows, I used to always wonder why um they in your houses we only have like four or five matches. And you wouldn't see everyone on I the on the boy. card yeah. but as i'm older now it's like i can appreciate that oh more, sorry for you asking. know like even nowadays with some of the wwe pay-per-views you don't get everyone on the card you know with the exception of wrestlemania and royal yeah. rumble of course you know but you don't have everyone on the card and i think that's okay you know there's certain instances where i was like why didn't they have this like like last year when um AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan had that rivalry for the Intercontinental Title. They didn't put it on the Backlash pay-per-view because they were trying to make that Randy Orton Edge well, match the greatest wrestling match ever. Otherwise, AJ and Daniel Bryan would have would have been I mean, doing the same page
1: as that, tore it up. You know they, what I mean? You can't have the best match ever when you have <laughs> when you have AJ and Daniel Bryan on the same card. Yeah.
0: So they purposely left them off. Otherwise, yeah. everyone knew that that shit was gonna be
1: second fiddle. Yeah. yeah. I'm also, I'm one of the guys, too. Like, if you're going to have a pay-per-view, like, once a month or whatever, you don't always have, have, have to have the, the WWE title, like, defended. You know what I mean? Well, especially now, now that you have, you have two
0: championships. Matches. You have the WWE championship and you have the universal title. You can, like, flip-flop, you know? And, yeah. and not, you know, I mean, you don't have to have them both on every single month. Like, have one of them on.
1: That's Feature your tag tag matches yeah. or whatever.
0: In this case here, they, I mean, this, you know, they they were in, this was early in the war, so to speak, between the WWF and WCW. And so Sean was kind of the one that was hitching, they were hitching the wagon to him. So I get why they put the title on, you know, the title matches on these pay-per-views because Brett was gone. Brett was a big, you know, as much as people say Brett didn't draw as a champion, he was still popular. You know, he was he was still a big deal oh, in the WWF. So for him to not be on these shows, it was a little different. Yeah. But I think Sean I think Sean's run as champion during this time period, it wasn't bad. I mean, look at the matches he had. This not being a great one, I'll be honest with you. This is not a this is not one yeah. of their better matches.
1: I feel bad for British Bulldog. The next
0: month at King of the Ring, when these two had the rematch, it was a great match. Mister Perfect was the guest referee. It was a great match. And then Michaels had the match with Vader. He had a couple of matches with Sid. He had the match of Mankind. He had the Diesel match the month before when Diesel took. Uh, uh, you remember the match when him and Diesel? They were like no disqualification. It was and a fake Diesel, leg, right? Diesel took yeah. Vashon's leg. Yeah, great match. Um... But uh, I don't think his run was bad as champion. I just think, I think, I think the timing of his run was bad in the sense that things with the NWO were really kicking off. And that was just, that was just a hot hand. You know, that's just me. I
1: give, and I give WCW, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people think it was like a lot of, uh, WWF's fail- failures that made WCW so successful in a way. I disagree. I think just it was just too good. It was much-watched TV.
0: And yeah, I'm there with you.
1: WCW was a show and much-watched TV. That That I would totally agree with. But uh, but WCW, NWO was so much-watched TV It was that uh, uh, they, they could have put... You could have got a reincarnation of Andre the Giant. It was not going to help them out. Yeah.
0: WWF had the better in ring product, I will say, in terms of the, the match quality. of like guys like Michaels and Owen and Brett and Undertaker and you know the list goes on and on. Yeah. Diesel, Razor, you know, like um, before they left. Um whereas the, the WCW in terms of the NWO had a better story. You know, their story was better. The matches weren't the greatest. Okay. Like, with
1: the NWO themselves, yeah, those matches kind of stunk.
0: They weren't the best, but I think the WWF, in terms of in-ring, I think that, looking back on it now, it are 24. Oh, Jesus, he tripped up pretty yeah. good there. I don't think he meant to do that. Um, but the story itself, um, I'm sorry, you're getting off topic here. Yeah, that no, was quite the bump there. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that kind of took me for a loop. Yeah. Um, the in 25 years looking at this 1996 is WWF is very underrated i feel like like i almost want to go back and watch every single episode of raw and all the pay-per-views of 1996 to really appreciate what right. what it what it, it brought to the WWF cuz I, I i feel like there's a lot of underrated periods of time during the during this time in, in 1996 for the WWF Maybe. I think a
1: lot of it, though, was pretty bad.
0: 96, you feel like?
1: Yeah. Like, um... I can think of the tag team division, for example, right?
0: Alright, well, uh, yeah. Tag team, they sucked.
1: Then, uh... It was, was um, so...
0: Yeah, the Smoking Guns.
1: Who was our IC champions back then? That was, like, Jeff Jarrett and stuff, right?
0: No, J- Jarrett, Jarrett was gone by this point. Okay. Um I think Jarrett was actually back in WCW by this point, in 96. Um, Intercontinental Champion. I think Goldust was the Intercontinental Champion, I want to say. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, he
1: beat, he beat Razor. Yeah. Razor,
0: and then, like, eventually I think he'd lose it to Ahmed. Ahmed yeah, I mean, Johnson, Johnson yes yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um but you also saw 96 as like a building year like, a, like they were part of rebuilding and i feel like they really hit their strides creatively in 97 oh, and totally. i think stuff in 96 yeah. kind of helped that you know eventually you know Sean being the champion and having that run um the undertaker mankind stuff the 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 evolution of gold character um, eventually Brett coming back, Steve Austin on the rise. Like they really, I think, kinda set themselves up nicely. And maybe I don't know if this was on purpose or by accident to have a more successful outing in ninety seven. Um, you know, Brett with the you know, the stuff he did with Austin, then eventually turning, you know, heel and the USA Canada stuff. Um they signed Brian Pillman at one point, you know. Yeah. They were they were, they had big plans for him and so they were looking to build towards the future. And I think there's some instances uh in, in this year in ninety six for the WWF where, you know, you could see that there was some really good they were they were putting out some really good stuff. I didn't appreciate it back then, but I think I appreciate it more now.
1: Yeah.
0: It was a building year for them. Diana,
1: I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that one hundred percent,
0: but
1: uh, it's all i do.
0: Yeah, I get it. Well, yeah. well, all right. Well, tell me, tell me, tell me about what you disagree with. I obviously, as mentioned, the tag team division was was. I agree I with you there. I think I think that was the shits. And, uh, but continue.
1: Like I got, like like I'm trying to like I'm with Johnson, icy champion. He was a mess. Um. I'm just trying to think of like um in ninety six what at uh, what was what was the uh what was like the WrestleMania like uh Yeah like, like, what was WrestleMania like ninety six? Michaels that- and
0: Brett the Iron Man.
1: Okay, no it's just a good. couple months before this. That's right. Yeah, Sean's a champion in May, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That that uh then uh, then it would be what, SummerSlam where he fights Vader? Yep. That wasn't so bad. That, uh who's IC champion
0: in that SummerSlam, you know? I think Ahmed was, and he got injured. And he couldn't wrestle. Okay. And they had to do like a little mini tournament.
1: And who won that? Mark Merrow. Yeah, see? That, no, yeah, Mark Merrow and um, Johnson. And...
0: The title, was, the title? I felt
1: and they, like. They, 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 they went to Owen Hart, right? Because sooner or later, you got Owen, Owen versus Stone Cold, of course. No.
0: Um, oh, look at that. Oh, and speaking of which, getting involved. Um, yeah, because there's no referee. Referee took a bump. Um, Mero would lose it to Hunter, who had help from Mr. Perfect. And Mr. Perfect would be Hunter's manager for like a hot second. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And then Mr. Perfect would dip out and go to WCW. Hunter would have the belt for a little while. And flip-flop it with gold dust no he didn't but he wrestled gold dust as a baby face he would end up losing it to the rock rocky my via okay yeah all right here we go oh, here's the finish two three and this is where
1: what? a german suplex
0: so this is the finish which I. oh promise. right it, like bulldog had a shoulder up sean didn't they think he won the belt here let's play the audio for this She's a fox. Yeah, she still nice. is now. Did she
2: get
0: remarried? I don't know. No, I think she's with someone.
1: I love Gorilla Monsoon. He
2: the way Gorilla Monsoon, the president of the World Wrestling Federation, coming down to the ringside area. Get out raised the Bulldogs' hand as the winner, and one raised Sean's hand as the winner of the match. And man, anybody could see. Stevie Wonder could see British Bulldogs the wonder the winner. Kelly, right now, he's the winner! Consultation going on with Gorilla Monsoon, and they're trying to keep the uh, the competitors (laughs) at bay so that they can discuss this. The referee that was out of the floor is overruled. Hold on, has got to be the winner. And uh, Gorilla Monsoon explaining to our pre-annuncer Howard Finkel...
0: So they're doing some sort of double finish where Michaels had his shoulder up or Bulldog had his shoulder up, the referee. So we'll see See here. Replay. How are they doing this?
1: Shawn Michaels has shoulders clearly
0: up. But so is Davy Boys. Michaels is clearly up or down? Oh. Okay. Davy Boys is down though. So this sets up the rematch here for King of the Ring. And with that interaction with Mr. Perfect, they, they they make Mr. Perfect the guest referee. I I remember reading in Michael's book one time that he just didn't like this match at all. Him and, him and David. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't great, but... Yeah, you can see he's visibly pissed. I think also, too, the fact that the power went out. Maybe they were afraid that the power was yeah. going to go out during the match again, and and everything else that that went along with it. I think that they I think they had their concerns about it. Um but yeah, this sets up the rematch for King of the Ring, which actually is a much better match. That's 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 another match. That whole pay-per-view itself, King of the Ring 1996 is probably one of the the better their their best overall King of the Ring pay-per-view, yeah. which some of their paper some of the King of the Ring events weren't the the greatest, but,
1: but that that was not uh Mankind, Undertaker, was
0: it? They had the, well, not the Hell in the Cell, oh, but God. Mankind, Undertaker did have a singles match on that show, um, which I think gets set up through here, um, through this, through this pay per view.
1: All right, let's check it out. This is, the... yeah, see, yeah, uh, British Bulldog's shoulders are clearly down, and both Michael's shoulders are clearly up. All
0: right, Bulldog, yeah, um. Now nah, you look at that left what shoulder. Michael's shoulder's kind of down. That left one. Maybe you're right. Where's the Let's right check one? It out. Let's see where the right one is.
1: I guess you're right. I guess both, though.
0: But Davies is still down, too, so. Yeah.
1: Did they just declare it a draw? Is Sean Mungles the winner?
0: So yeah, because it was a draw, Michael's, you know, yeah. was, it retains the title. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um And yeah, he, look at it, he's not even ha- he, he's not even going to dance. No. He's not going to do his little routine at the end. He's going to leave and that's going to be the end of it. And now we get to in your house beware of dog 2 <laughs> that's two nights later so that so right they,
1: starting with uh, Stone Cold, huh?
0: Steve Austin and uh, Savio Vega in the Strap Match, the Caribbean Strap Match. Um, let's find a. I got some. I got a little story behind this, here as well.
1: So this is still um, South South Carolina, right?
0: I forget where they were this time. Um, take a look here. I got some notes. But yeah. So you see, look at the clip right there. You see how dark it is in oh, that arena? Like shit, yeah. yeah. It looks like shit. And then this is where DiBiase makes the stipulation. If Vega loses, he's got to be the, the chauffeur. But if Vega wins, then DiBiase has gone. This was pretty much when DiBiase decided that, you know, he wasn't going to remain full time with the WWF anymore. And this is a few months before he went to WCW. Yeah. Um, he was
1: good at WCW. He was very underrated at WCW. DiBiase, yeah, he hardly
2: did anything. I, I liked though.
0: He was part. I mean, I, uh, he was part of the N.W. I mean, me personally, like yeah. he was part of the N.W.O. But then when you tried to make Ted DiBiase a babyface manager to the Steiner brothers, oh yeah, I, I didn't I take, really care I take, for that.
1: I'm, 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 I'm retaking my comments. So yeah, I, I remember that now. Yeah, not I good. Remember, I
0: just remember him in WCW and in the N.W.O. I thought he was cool. Yeah, and he, when he was starting the NWO, yeah, he was cool. And then when they brought Bischoff in, yeah, w- there was no need for DiBiase. You know what I mean? Here's Savio Vega. <laughs> oh, no. I'm gonna beat you and get the fight in my life. The stone Cold Steve Austin. I want you in the Caribbean Strap Match. I'm gonna beat you, pillar to post, and and Ted DiBiase. You're gonna go bye bye. Which, by the way, you'll hear him sing that na 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 song later. It should be hilarious. But this is a great match. This is another underrated match. I'm glad we're watching this. Any of you guys out there that are watching this with us, that's cool. Strap
1: matches are normally awesome.
0: Normally they are? Or they're not? They are. Yeah?
1: Even take uh, recently, Daniel Bryan and The Fiend. That was an awesome match. That was a
0: pretty good match, yeah. That was a pretty damn good match. Uh, The strap match stipulation, definitely, um... It's a good one. I like it. You don't see enough of those these days. Um... From whatculture.com, uh, the Caribbean Strat Match solidified Steve Austin's King of the Ring win. The decision to make Steve Austin the 1996 King of the Ring one month later had been taken before In Your House 8 Beware of Dog. Hunter Hearst-Helmsey's indiscretions during the infamous curtain call on May 19th had changed plans. Vince McMahon was keen to punish Triple H by replacing him in the King role. Stone Cold was his next choice. But Pritchard claims McMahon hadn't 100% committed to the idea until witnessing Austin's performance against Savio Vega in a strap match. Having already told Bruce he was enjoying the bout, the WWF owner couldn't help but remark on Austin's fire and skill. Vince decided that Steve Austin was his man for King of the Ring right there and then because he loved his work in difficult circumstances at In Your House 8 when the power went out. Austin had to redo the match with Vega 48 hours later. This was so that pay-per-view customers could see a bout that had previously been played solely for the live house in South Carolina. As painful as the strap match was, it was vital in securing Steve Austin's push. So... It was this match that that really sold McMahon on yeah. on Austin.
1: Now you said this is one of those, um, I don't know, hidden gems. Is the right term? It's very underrated, but very underrated. Yeah. Yeah, and and it also wanted, I give him credit too. Like uh, the feud itself, like like they definitely like made it made it seem they did not like each other.
0: Yeah. No, they 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 it definitely showed. Definitely showed. Yeah,
1: they had good match after this too.
0: Uh yeah. I mean, I wasn't fond of the WrestleMania match, but this match here, I really like. And because the first time I ever saw the Stunner was against Vega. I don't know if he, if that
1: if that's the first time I ever used it, but the first time I've ever seen the Stunner was again. Ooh, I look know. at that! Yeah, he is bouncing
0: him around. This is some good stuff here. He's whipping the shit out of him. I think you're right, Dennis. I think the stunner was born in the rivalry with, with Vega.
1: It's the first time I ever saw it. Because right now, it's the uh, the Million Dollar Dream is his finisher, right?
0: Yeah, the Million Dollar Dream is his finisher. And I didn't really care for him to have the Million Dollar You know what I used to like that he used to do as a finisher in WCW? The stun gun on the rope. When the guy used to run up and he'd grab him and he'd fall back. And the guy would hang himself on the rope on his neck and then he'd pin him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That used to be a cool finish. Yeah. And he used to do that for a while. And I was hoping that he'd bring that back into WWF. And I don't think he did use it as much in his repertoire. But, ooh, Vegas beating the shit out of him. He, had, he whipped him in the head with yeah. that whip at one point. <laughs> My goodness. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I figured that's got to hurt at least a little bit.
0: A little bit. I'm sure that shit hurts a lot. Wanna hear a funny story? Years ago when I used to go out and drink and do all kinds of debauchery, I um I uh one night I got drunk with a group of friends and we um we decided all oh, we're gonna find out how manly we really are. So we all took our shirts off and we all, you know, wanted to see how many lashings we could take with a belt. Okay. So I would I, I took my shirt off. I had my back, you know, facing the other side, and I was standing in front of a pool table in yeah. this bar, and it was me, the owner of the bar, and a few of my buddies, and we fucking went crazy. So I took my shirt off, and someone did like, and it was the end of the night. The yeah. Bar was closed. Fucking, we were all just hanging around, and this guy—I forget his name. His name was Lou. I'm sorry. He was a, he was a regular. He liked doing this sort of shit. So he took a, that was a nice bump by Vega, took a running start from the end of the bar with a belt in his hand and went whoosh, and he fucking laid it into me with one, one lash. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I get it. You're all better than me. I'm done. I'm not a man. Okay, that's fine. I just needed one, right? The rest of these guys kept going at it. And it looked like a fucking Caribbean strap match by the time it was all said and done. And then the worst part is, the owner of the bar, Ed, he had a guitar because he liked to play music. And he took the guitar and he fucking smashed it over the back of someone. What? And yeah. He was fucking drunk out of his mind. Took his guitar and broke it. That. Yeah. He fucking honky talked man someone in the middle of the fucking bar. And the
1: guy that got hit by the guitar walked out?
0: No, he, he was- walked out, Yeah. I mean, the adrenaline's pumping. You're fucking drunk as shit, so I guess you know. When he woke up, he doesn't make much like, of a what difference.
1: What the fuck did I do?
0: Uh, yeah, he was like, he, he he said something to the effect of, um, "Who let me? Um, who let me use my guitar?" I was like, "You did that to yourself, buddy. You did that to yourself. I'm not gonna fucking." Oh man. Yeah, I know, right? Fucking crazy. <laughs> so, that's the closest thing I've ever had to a strap match. Yeah. Never gotten whipped with a belt, but um, yeah, that's the closest thing I've ever had to a strap match.
1: Yeah, I, I was as a kid. I was, I, was, I took some beatings, in like, in like, but yeah, I, I, I stri- I'd have been, I'd have been wanted done too. But I volunteered like, uh, I did Russian fraternity too, and I got paddled a few times, but. Uh, the paddle... A paddle in a belt is a different level. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I, I, very I'd have been one and so. done, I think, too, after a belt. If I did the heavy with the buckle... uh oh, I mean, I'd be done. Yeah. Vegas getting choked. Yeah,
0: and that can't be fun, either. Getting yeah, choked by that I shit and they hang you over it. the rope, like... That can't be fun, either. I
1: still don't understand. How do you think they did the... Uh, the big box made trick when he got when he got hanged off the
0: um head. my guess i don't know but i remember years ago saying that like God. he really wasn't hung but from what i gather i think that they fucking tied the noose through like one of the loops in his tactical gear on on the back of his shirt and that's how they hung him and then they made it look like that the noose was around his neck but it really wasn't really that's my never,
1: guess. I just never understood
0: how
1: they did it. Yeah, yeah if I am the big boss man, I'd be like, no. That that know. that one no. was
0: pretty disturbing. That one was pretty disturbing. He looked like he looked like he was dead in that one. He looked like he was dead there.
1: Yeah, we're, we'll never see that. I I I I'll put i put my life on it that that we'll never see that that's done ever again.
0: Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. That's for sure. Austin hit one corner. Is he going for two?
1: I kind of like the stipulation, too. you got to hit the four corners. They don't do that anymore in strap matches. I think it's just pinfalls, though.
0: Oh, that was the same corner, so that doesn't count. Yeah, you got to hit four in succession. Yeah. So you can't just hit the one corner four times, either. you got to hit four in succession. A...
1: Strap met, the only type of uh, strap match finish I didn't like is when you had to heal, go one, and then, like, and they would have, like, the, the face pretend like he's down out, but he's not really he's telling the crowd, Shh, I'm okay, guys, that he would hit the, uh, the, 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 the 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 turnpike. Yeah, the, 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 the turnpike I think they do officers. that in this one. Really? That's I think that's finish. part of the thing. You fin- know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's dragging along. the guy, but he yeah. doesn't realize
0: that the guy's touching the corners too, and then yeah. by the time they get to the fourth one, he yanks the dude, and then he gets the fourth corner instead of the heel. Yeah.
1: I, never, I, I just hate that finish. Just beat him up until it's a one, two, three, four.
0: Really? Yeah. You don't like any drama like that? Because I feel like that's kind of a cool finish. Not something to be like done not something to be done all the time. Yeah. I don't Depends I on think the it's, story.
1: I think when you think of a strap match, you, it's like you beat him up, you strap you strap him so much that right, he can't do anything. Then yeah. you go one, two, three, four. And this one's kinda of just like a that's like a like um like a like a schoolboy finish in the world of strap matches, you know. What okay.
0: I mean? Interesting. But there's nothing wrong with a schoolboy finish either. Something out of nowhere, surprisingly. I mean, if you do it once, that's cool.
1: When you do it 17 times in a row, it's kind of. But you've seen a lot of those. What you're saying? Okay. The majority of strap matches and with the face doing doing that sneaky look, like I'm on his back and like you're down and out, but you're really not. You're you're, you're,
0: you're touching all the corners. He just doesn't know it. Yeah. Very physical here. Suplexes on the floor and are really going at it, tearing Man, each other up. Getting
1: pissed at Stone Cold.
0: Yeah, they're really tearing each other up here.
1: I would like to see the. I kind of wish though that uh, when Stone Cold was around, that the Malicka Dallas Corporation was still around. Like you could have been like the leader of it.
0: Um, I think it was kind of getting tired. I liked it when they had Sid. And the one-two-three kid is a part of it. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was that was solid stuff. Even Tatanka, Love Tatanka. I I didn't see that turn coming. Know what he did? And I felt like they didn't capitalize enough on him. You know, I thought for because '90s Tatanka, like he was made to be a big deal. His undefeated streak he yep. had for a couple of years. Like I thought, like for sure, Tatanka was gonna be like a staple of the Intercontinental title picture for years to come. You know what I mean? Maybe even, like, brief runs, you know, facing the WWF champion, whoever's, like, the heel, you know? Like, he might not win the belt, but he'll be chasing the belt for a while. Like, I thought Tatanka was going to be, like, a top babyface. Big fucking deal, you know, in the main event. And even when they turned him heel and they had him with DiBiase, I was like, oh, this is great. As as much as the, the... the turn caught me by surprise. I thought for sure, like he was going to be the crown jewel of the million dollar corporation, and they didn't really capitalize on that with him. I don't know what it was. You know, what, what, what did you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I, mean, I kind of agreed. Like, uh, like, like, um, and, and 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 I call it total bullshit on uh, two things. If you said you saw when you watching Fight Club that you saw Tyler Durden was one dude and Tatanka was going to go into the Million Dollar Corporation, fuck you, you're a piece of shit liar. No <laughs> one saw those two things coming. I love you for that. And no one saw those two things coming. And, and you're right, it would have been so, it, it would have been, maybe you missed your point where, like the high point was obviously that when, when, when we fought Luger and... and, and, and the turn it, itself. It, the turn itself was the high point, of course. Maybe there, we could have gone for like, an IC championship. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe maybe he could uh, put some book cream on that Sunday,
0: Like, Tatanka and, like, babyface Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title with, like, yeah. the Million Dollar Corporation, like, backing DiBiase. Like, that would have been interesting. That would have been cool. You know? I mean, granted, they kept Razor against Shawn and Diesel and things like that, but, like...
1: How about Tatanka? Did he ever tag anything he, i don't he never won the
0: he never won the belts no yeah, I don't remember he never won a belt a championship i actually remember how big of a deal it was when they when he lost the first time to Yokozuna. and it was cuz of Ludwig borga and they like injured him and they moved him out of the survivor series yeah. match they put luger in there or undertaker in there with luger and the steiners like i was tataka was i i really thought i really saw big things for him i thought he was going to be something bigger and even as a heel, I was like, Oh, they got a chance now and they, they didn't really capitalize on it. And then they put in the Sid left, I think the kid I think one, two, three kid was gone. So by that point it was really just DiBiase and and Austin. He didn't even have a million dollar corporation anymore. Um it was it was done by that point, I think.
1: And where's uh, at this point it's one two three kid it's too early to be six,
0: right? He hadn't gone to WCW yet, but I think he was done with the WWF by this point. I think he he was either injured or he was in rehab or something. I don't recall 100%, but um, he was gone by this point. He was not with the company, so therefore he was gone from DiBiase. I, I... I think the last time I saw him, The uh, last time I remember seeing the one-two-three kid on WWF programming in nineteen ninety-six was when he lost that crybaby match to Razor Ramon. Where they, yeah, they put him in the diaper. It's
1: t- that's tough to... That's, that's another tough, tough watch. Yeah, that, that'd be tough to recover from.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know how you recover from that, but <laughs> I can't. but yeah, DiBiase here. I think
1: oh, the terrific fucking. Um,
0: that was a nice spine, buster. Yeah, spine yeah. buster, yeah. That was a nice spine buster. Very Arn Anderson-like. Yeah. And Vega was another guy, too. We've talked about it before. Where I, I kind of saw big things for him, too. He was popular. He was having good matches. Like, I could pick, I could have gotten behind the Intercontinental title run for Savio Vega. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, why didn't they put the belt on him? You
1: know? And he never was. I, I, maybe I'm just having fun. He no. Never, he never was Icy Champ? No.
0: No, I used to think that he was be, like, perfect. I think like, you
1: what, you know what I'm kind of shocked about, too? And since, like, the Coco be Wears of the world in the Hall of Fame, I'm surprised Sonny Vegas is in the Hall of Fame.
0: I think he'll get there. I think he will.
1: I don't think he, between me and you, do I think he deserves it? No, I don't. That, 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 uh, you know how I feel about Hall of Fames in yeah. general. Yeah. But but why not you put Coco B. wearing? Everyone you gotta, goes in everyone you gotta put everyone Salad goes in.
0: in. Fucking Brooklyn Brawler can go in. Barry Horowitz. <laughs> in a way I just
1: think he deserves it.
0: I think they should honestly I wouldn't I know my I think they should I think they should create a, a part of the Hall of Fame that recognizes the enhancement talents that help make the stars absolutely you know not calling it the jobber section or whatever i know that fans are probably going to call it that but i think there should be a section of the hall of fame where they recognize guys who were journeyman type wrestlers that you know the barry Horowitzes and and you know the iron mike sharps guys like that who made all the towns and helped you know make the guys that we saw as big stars you know but do it in a way that it doesn't Ooh, that's a nice low blow. It Do it in a way that doesn't make them look less than. You know what I mean? Like, thanks for being a fucking loser all these years on TV. <laughs> We're gonna give you this yeah. ring. You know what I mean? Like, that's just my take on it.
1: Alright, if you had to put uh who would you start uh who would be at your first job or mine would be Barry Horowitz.
0: Barry Horowitz, yep. Yeah. Definitely comes to mind first, Brooklyn Brawler. Yep. Yeah. You can do a jobber Hall of Fame? Is that what you're, you're yeah, that talking mean, about? Yeah. You you do a jobber Hall of Fame? You All right, you got Barry play. Horowitz, Brooklyn Brawler, yeah. Iron Mike Sharp, um, um jumping Joey Maggs, yeah, Jim Powers, Jim Powers, probably another one. That's five right there. Yeah. Um, who else could make a make a Hall of Fame of, of enhancement talent? I hate to say jobbers. Sounds so derogatory and negative. It kind of does. Jobbers is like what what a racial slur is to regular people. It really, you know is. what I mean? Yeah, like that's like that's like the racial slur of pro wrestling. Jobber, <laughs> you jobber! Oh my god, he said it with the er. <laughs> 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 I know that's terrible, but I mean that's the only way I could describe it. Um, so Brooklyn Brawler, yep. Barry Horowitz. Barry yeah, Horowitz. Um, I just can't think of anyone else. I don't know. Um, uh, Mike Sharp, Jim Powers, Joey Maggs. Uh know, who's Joey Maggs? He Joey Maggs. Joey Mags used to be a regular everywhere, WWF, okay. WCW. I don't know Joey Maggs. Um, I mean, if you wanted to put them, in, they'll they'll go in the Hall of Fame for for who they are now. But I mean. The Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff, started out as enhancement yes, talents and sure then did. became stars. Yeah, you know, same which same is one um, of those very few uh, Scotty occurrences. Tuhati. Scotty Tuohy was another one. Yeah. yeah, um, that's really all I could think of in, in terms of the the enhancement talent yeah, hall I, of fame. I, don't know.
1: Came...
0: I can't think of many more after that.
1: it is yeah. this is what normally happens, but it's like the, like the, like you know.
0: The, it's the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the baby face catching up to the heel.
1: It is a damn good match. It is
0: the drama in it. Yeah. I mean, Graham, we don't have the sound on, but you know, maybe we'll put the sound on for a few minutes here. Let's 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 play with the sound on.
2: He get... uh,
0: so that's
1: two for Vega. A three.
2: 12 or 14 inches away from the look at Gibi he's beside himself look at him sweating well Savio was a foot away from a, the million dollar man hitting a trail packing that bridge truck and heading out of here
1: this is too fucking too and me that should be enough oh
2: that was it after all this punishment and then a pile driver what more does Austin need to do you're going to finish him off. You own him now. Yeah, no. One more. Insurance. One more. One more. Power. One more. One more. Well, DiBiase says he wants one more pile drive. I thought Sawbill was a pretty bad way as it was Go to Austin, I think. Another pile driver coming up here and pumping it. It is Regis counter. Sawbill elevated Stone Cold Steve Austin and the advantage gained by the first power of the time oh, robber has been completely negated. Come on, come Sabio's tough. Here comes the dream. The million-dollar dream. It's on. Forget about it. If Savio goes out, and he's gone out before, at the hands of Austin in this maneuver, it'll be academic. All oh, the body. No. Sabio touched the. A- uh,
1: it, it. That's Savio's arm. We'll have you know. Savio's touched two of them in this position. He's going, Savio down. He's going down. down. Savio is fighting fast. <laughs> this courageous to pull off.
2: Stoker barely has I know, right? It's hardly on. I've never seen anybody sustain
1: and maintain the main body of this long. All right. That's oh, three. Did you foot count? If the, the, the buckle, the,
0: the I don't think so because you strap, strapped, the straps the attached to your and arm.
2: And we are back to exactly where we were with an even playing field. Look at this perfect. Now here you go. Savio's going down. He steps up, walks the turf up the back. All of his weight lands on Stone Cold. I don't know who has the advantage. Oh, oh now that. Austin, he just waistlocked Savio and dropped him, I think, head first up to the post.
0: That's one way to touch a corner. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I think, I think the rule is you got to use your hand, if Get I'm not mistaken. He's wrapping him with was that. It's a pleasure
1: listening to Jim Ross.
0: Yeah. You I mean, can't listen to him now. It's like, it's so sad. Trying to, trying to listen to his podcast sometimes can be pretty rough. Oh, Jesus. Look at this. He's dragging him like yeah, by really the net, like. All right, so here we go. Oh, I think this is it, Dennis. I think this is this a spot is here. Let's, let, yeah, let's play it.
2: Austin. That's two for Well, He knows enough that he's got two turnbuckles, as does Austin. Austin is trying with all the strength he can muster to wreck Savio. That's, that's the third turnbuckle for Austin. They missed it. There we go. All, can he do that? That's he's in the right here. What's on me with the shopper, Are we the million dollar be leaving? It's
0: one turn up on the left. I no, got a crowd pop for that. Yeah. They are yeah. really into it.
2: Good match.
1: By far the
0: match in the night. Oh yeah, without a doubt.
2: Yeah. The as the fans here in Charleston, South Carolina and we're as live as you can be are waving goodbye to money bags wow
0: yeah wow that would be the end of the million dollar man in the WWF and a few short months later he would join WCW as a part of the NWO but yeah great match, hell of a match Definitely uh, an underrated one. That's for sure.
1: Yep, I want Vega in the Hall of Fame.
0: Now you want me in the Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame. Just because of that match?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
0: All right. Here we go. And what's this here? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels trying to work a computer. This is when the WWF and America Online were yep. a thing.
1: Every now and again, too, they still do this uh, same bit.
0: I love how like they have him. I love. Even back then, they used to. The marketing was was unreal. He's on the computer. They portray it like he's in his dressing room, and they have to hang a Shawn Michaels T-shirt right in the background. <laughs> yeah, good boy. Like you know, you, have you ever wondered like when you watch, especially now in WWE, you watch and uh, they'll show like a couple of guys in the locker room, and it'll be like, let's say like Roman Reigns goes into Seth Rollins's locker room, and you see like. Every locker is filled with a Seth Rollins t-shirt. Yeah. Like, are you that much of a fucking slob that you can't just stick to one locker? The whole locker room's for yourself, so you got to put the same fucking t-shirt on each hook in the locker room. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that just looks so stupid and silly. silly. But that's how they fucking sell t-shirts, man. They got no shame in that shit. Vader. Yokozuna here. The rematch because yeah. that was the match that was in the dark, too. Let's, uh, I think I got a story for, for this one here. Let's... I
1: was never a big fan of, uh, like, I, I mean, I was, I'm a huge fan and always been a fan of big hosses, right? I've never been a big fan of when two big hosses fight each other.
0: Depends on the hosses, they know really, the that's story. Not
1: really terrible match,
0: no, um. Yokozuna Vader was another match that was redone on Tuesday evening, May the 28th, thrown out amidst a WWE superstars taping. This battle of the big men went around nine minutes in length just a few days after both had worked the In Your House Beware of Dog pay-per-view. By contrast, the match scheduled for pay-per-view had only went a, a short three minutes in total, and Bruce Prichard still believes that was because neither man wanted to work in the darkness. Mm-hmm. The sloppy, remarkably brief tussle between Yoko and Vader was taped by the WWF camera crew using battery-operated cameras, but the match quality wasn't deemed strong enough to air on the rescheduled show. Therefore, the hulking beasts had to work all over again. Interestingly, the match result changed from one show to the next. During the original, Yoko Zuna pinned Vader following a bonsai drop, but that was reversed to a Vader win on this here Tuesday night show. In Bruce's mind, Vader and Yoko just didn't fancy the idea of working in dim light. And I wouldn't blame them either. You fucking, God, you know, working in the dark. Nobody gets to see it. You know, not saying that, like, these guys, like, were putting out a fucking 25-minute classic because they sure as shit weren't, <laughs> but, you know.
1: Wait a second, it was three minutes, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I think this match went nine. I think the Tuesday night match went three minutes. Let me, oh, read, let me read that back again.
1: Um, yeah, again. Yeah,
0: the Tuesday night, the, the, or the, this, this, this match goes nine minutes. Okay the Sunday night match went three minutes okay so they probably went a little more because you figured you had to give the give the give the audience a little bit something extra given the fact that the lights went out two nights prior so I
1: like to know the, the, the audience right yep the, the the current audience now Tuesday audience yep uh, are they paid customers
0: yeah all right so so this so so, so these three matches took place live um Right before a superstar's taping, so they got a little bonus.
1: Oh, I get it now. So, okay. so
0: this was a Tuesday night when they aired this. Okay, these these three matches. This this match, the match oh, before, no. and the Undertaker one that's coming up next. Those matches were live on pay per view. The audience got it as a bonus because they had paid to see um, superstars. Wow! They they, they they taped a few episodes Can of WWE Superstars. Lucky
1: guys, were you paid for see?
0: taping so, yeah did,
1: yeah did you get that that'd, that'd be amazing
0: yeah that'd be pretty cool you know
1: they didn't have an upside the spectrum had to feel bad for those people from South Carolina
0: well I would imagine I mean if I'm not mistaken I believe that a lot of people got their money back I think I think they I think the WWF took a bath <laughs> financially <laughs> on that deal from I, I don't know if they uh, honestly I don't know because the
1: people on the pay per definitely got a refund yeah
0: the, the pay-per-view audience yeah. either you usually like when shit like that happened, they would offer either a full refund or you can get the replay for free. So there was a case where perfect example, WrestleMania 11 in Hartford. Okay. There was on the live broadcast on the tape. We record, you know, us Rosenblues, we recorded everything. Um, We missed the finish to Bret Hart, Bob Back on that little I Quit match they had, which was a fucking terrible match to begin with, so I'm not heartbroken, but we missed the finish. What happened? The fucking screen went black, and there was no sound, nothing. And then it went to, like, some sort of satellite feed or some shit.
1: And it was everybody, or just... I don't
0: know if it was there, but it was a lot of people because yeah. they brought it up and it was, it was, the article was in the newspaper the next day about it and that the cable companies were offering you the replay for free or a full refund. So, just for that little... Just for that little... So yeah. we lost maybe about like two or three minutes, but we missed the finish. Um, we I, the, the, the the screen came back, the audio came back, and, and the, the video showed um, uh, Piper raising Brett's hand. And then the music played So we didn't even know How Backlund quit Which didn't matter anyways Because like I said The fucking match sucked Yeah But um So that was what took place And I remember getting the replay And I didn't miss much Like I said It was probably about like Two minutes That I missed But they gave you They gave you the replay For free because of it So I asked my father Can we get the replay Because I missed it And You know I was 12 years old back then So I gave a shit um but yeah, so that's what they would do from time to time if like something took place like that. They would offer a refund or they would offer, you know, the the, the replay for free. This year they definitely offered the replay for free and, or a full refund. But I think more people took the replay for free because you got to see these three matches live. You know? You missed them on the Sunday night because yeah. of the power outage. So you know you get the you get these for free. You know, plus you get plus you could see the other two matches that that did plus take place.
1: And that's how they produced it: where the first two matches on on, on the Tuesday night,
0: uh, on the Perry Sunday Day night Day. show, they they showed the first two matches, yeah. and then you got this here as we're watching it. So this is pretty much this airing right here with the editing and everything was what people saw on the Tuesday night airing of it. Okay. They saw the two matches that were from Sunday, and then they saw these three live matches. I love this. Now, I don't know if the audience in attendance yes. here saw... I don't know if there was a video screen in the in the arena. I don't think there was. I'm not sure if there was a video screen in the arena for them to see the Sunday night matches that aired on this pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think there was. But the the, the audience at home got to see everything from both Sunday and live on Tuesday that ordered the Tuesday show.
1: i still love to know if people who... And if there's anyone out there and the kicking out of two listening audience that ordered this, the Sunday, that originally came out, I'd love to know did it continue airing? Is, is, there, is there some way someone could actually watch the original pay-per-view of, of uh, Beware of Dog? Or it's uh, the...
0: Like if someone's got a tape of it, because yeah. I would... I would imagine, because usually these in-your-house shows ran just under two hours. So I would imagine, all right, so the first match was Mark Marrow and Hunter. Power goes out. I would imagine there was some sort of like satellite feed or whatever that said like we'll be back or something like that or whatever. Um, maybe, Maybe when they did come back, the lights were out. They still showed it with the commentary and everything. I'm not sure. I would love to see, I'd love to know if someone had the original tape. And you know, and then or if anybody that remembers watching it 25 years ago, that the, the would love to, you know, drop us a DM, and 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 tell us about you know what I'm it was, know. yeah what it was like to watch. That's why I'm saying I'm surprised that this because we're you know we're we're at the 25 year anniversary this week of this show. I'm surprised WWE didn't put out a. A special on this, you know. What I mean, this is like one of those like cool little network pit, like yeah, you know, network like pieces, you, say, you know.
1: That that'd be cool, like like uh, like
0: untold. Yeah. The nights, the light, the night, the lights went out in Florence, South Carolina. A takeoff on that old song. The nights, yeah. the, the night, the lights went out in Georgia. How
2: do
1: you make a point? You even talk about this was it the first and last time they went to South Carolina for? Yeah, pay-per-view? they've never ran
0: South Carolina since yeah. for for pay per views. I think they've done some TVs there here and there, but. Yeah, they, they they've done some TVs, but they've never done a pay per view there. I don't know what it is. I don't think that... I don't think no, the, that was cool. That was nice. Yoko saw it.
1: Yeah.
0: And this was uh, right on.
1: They should have the, gave Cornette a bonsai. A bonsai drop. It, that would be my. That would be my deal. If I'm if I'm Yoko, if, like, if I'm doing the job tonight, I'm bonsai dropping. Uh, Jim Cornette.
0: Cornette would have done it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, see, look, yeah, they all, we're friends, you know. The old shake in the hand, and he breaks his hand. And <laughs> where the fuck's Vader? I thought. See, I thought Vader was going to be there. To, oh, he gets the headbutt instead. Yoko was pretty heavy at this point. And I think this is when they were starting to... He has
1: to be 600. Yeah, he's he's,
0: he's 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 in the 600. Yep, here we go. I don't think this is... I think this might be the finish. I think Vader might get involved. Um, but, um... This is when they were really concerned about his health. And he wasn't being used on television as much. Vader's waiting to pull him out. Oh, there we <laughs> that's go. Good.
1: That's it? just pins him?
0: Oh, elbow to the leg. Because yeah, right. Going yeah. back to the story about his leg and how they had to take him off a forklift. Okay, all <laughs> yeah. right. They did. Continuity is key. And now I think we set Vader up bomb. for the big Vader bomb. It's Vader time! Boom! Here we go! One, two, three. Thankfully, the rope? that match. It might be, but I don't uh, think the yeah, ref really. gives a shit. It's like, <laughs> let's get this shit over with. Let's be done with it.
1: How pissed you think these guys would be in the ref goes, no, no, no! No, one. his
0: foot's on the rope. No, no, got to do that again. Vader with the win. Yep.
1: What was the match where Vader went, I'm a fat piece of shit?
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that, yeah. It was when he wrestled Kane, and they did, like, a mask versus mask, right? And Vader lost his mask, (laughs) which isn't much of a mask. It's a fucking jockstrap. And they're like, Vader, what are your thoughts? And he's like, Vader's a fat piece of shit. And he, like, fucking shoved the cameraman. He walks off, and he was so mad. Like, That was the beginning of the end for Vader. Yeah, it really was. That was the beginning of the end for Vader. Oh, that was
1: really funny. It was sad but funny.
0: I loved Vader, man. Yeah, here we go. King, King of the Ring commercial. Jerry the King Lawler.
1: Yeah, I always loved Jerry the King. Even when I hated him, I loved him.
0: The, uh, the 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 ring attire he's wearing right there. They have a. They recently just came out with an action figure of that same ring attire. It looks pretty cool. I'm actually, I actually definitely want to get it.
1: It's the King of the Ring uh, commercial. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, look, there's Vince the Devil. Which most people most people would believe that to be true, of yeah. course. But, yeah, it's a commercial for the, the King of the Ring pay-per-view. Coming up, JR and Mr. Perfect here. This is an interesting combo uh, for the two of them. Let's play the audio here.
2: The WWF Championship will be on the line in that much-anticipated rematch between Shawn Michaels, the champion... And the awesome challenger, the British Bulldog. But that's not the only championship that you're going to see. As the two WWF Tag Team Champions, the Smoking Guns, will take on the God ones. But what a blockbuster announcement, I understand, it's you. The ultimate warrior up against Jerry the King Lawler. That has been made. That is going to be a long night for the Kings in Milwaukee on June 23rd. Not to mention the semifinals and the finals of the King of the Ring tournament on Sunday, June 23rd. These are very intriguing Ladies and gentlemen, as we take a look at this. This is a very interesting pairing. And of course, the, the
0: uh, tournament
1: actually got started
2: last night on Raw. The uh Alderman Warrior and Goldus both eliminated in a double count out. And thanks to Owen Hart. Who's Hawk? Henry Vader Godwin. Oh, okay. Hart, came off the top road and uh knocked all that Johnson cast. So Vader's
0: Hawk is in Road up. Warrior Hawk?
2: All the way That'd
0: be right. Interesting Those brackets there That was interesting Yeah Road Warrior Hawk And WWF in 1997 I don't remember that Hawk Oh I know It was Justin Hawk Bradshaw Oh That's what they referred to As Hawk Okay That makes more sense JBL Okay This is the main event Of this pay-per-view here Casket match Gold Dust And Undertaker Um Mankind would have some involvement in this match, which actually there's a story behind that too. This is funny. Uh, One of the planned finishes for the In Your House pay-per-view involved Mankind interrupting a casket match between The Undertaker and Goldust. Due to his scheduled interruption, Mick Foley was hidden underneath the ring and could only see what was happening on his monitor. Once the power went out, Foley assumed it was simply his monitor and headset that had broken because he could still hear bumps and crowd noise above and around him. It was only when Bruce Pritchard climbed under the ring to inform him what was going on that Mick had a clue about the storm. Bruce told Mankind to stay put and cancel his run-in if his headset didn't start working again. If it did, that meant the power was back on and things could resume as normal. But he wasn't to interfere in the match if he didn't receive any word from backstage. For a good thirty minutes or so, and unassuming Mick Foley didn't have the slightest clue what was going on. Had to camp out underneath the ring for the remainder of the May twenty-sixth show without being involved. So it was—it was originally supposed to be. all oh, the sets oh, up the kiss. Here we go. That—that—that—that that, that, that definitely caused some issues with fans. The—the the nature of of the Goldust character and how
1: he gave CPR. He was worried about him.
0: I know, but you know what I mean. Like the. the yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I I have no problem with it. I'm just saying. Back then, people used people thought. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Look at the way he's touching him and grabbing them and shit like that. Like, like this made this was this was a, a very controversial segment. And what is he? Watch what he does. Watch what he does to this guy here. This is this is a great bump. This used to be in the raw highlight reels. Oh, Boom, he him. fucking launched him through the <laughs> door. Some security that guy was.
1: Yeah. Uh, security bumps are always the best. Get those po- poor guys from the Indies taking those bumps.
0: Oh, I know. Those guys, 500 bucks to get dropped on your dome. Oh. Like, I guess that's a good payday. Yeah. I don't know. Here's, an, here's another interesting story. Joking that, the, that some backstage blamed a WCW conspiracy for the power outage, laughing Bruce then turned his attention to why the Ultimate Warrior wasn't on the pay-per-view. The very next night after In Your House 8, WCW's Monday Night after show was expanding to a two-hour format. That meant that the WWF had to keep some big surprises in store for Monday Night Raw. Warrior was one of them. And it was decided that he should work a dark match against Owen Hart in South Carolina straight after Beware of Dog instead of being on TV. Looking to counteract WCW and give Raw a jolt in the arm, The Warrior... The WWF had Warrior confront Goldust at the top of the 60-minute program. Theoretically, that would give the company an edge over Nitro because WCW surely had grand plans for their own souped-up show. Instead of booking Warrior for an appearance on the the run-of-the-mill monthly pay-per-view, he was saved for a ratings battle 24 hours later. So he wrestled Owen Hart in a dark match. How ironic. Oh, this is kind of cool. Undertaker making his entrance that way instead. Um, Owen Hart... And Ultimate Warrior, were a dark match following the the Sunday Night Pay Per View. That's a lot of wrestling in your house. That's six matches.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm saying though, like,
0: like so, so, so.
1: I know mean, that's not a lot of wrestling, but it's kind of like the
0: pay per view is over. Yeah. And people then they know. give then they give the the crowd you know something you know because it's only a two hour show yeah on television. So so they tell the crowd to stay
1: put for a surprise or something. Yeah,
0: pretty much. And, That's uh, what they was, used to do with a lot of the in your house pay per views. They used to I'm, do dark I, matches. I think I would have lost my mind if I Ultimate dang, Warrior, dang, dang, yeah. yeah. So it was him and it's, it's funny that him and Owen Hart were in a dark match after the Shawn Michaels Bulldog pay per view match on Sunday night, and the crowd went dark for most of that night. You know, with all the other matches, yeah. That's ironic. You know, we were talking about you know not to jump jump off the page here. We were talking about you know Sable and Sonny. You can't forget Marlena.
1: Not in the same. They're not even. Marlena the same to me, I
0: don't not know. In the same I, I, I Sunny was number one for me. Marlena was number two.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: Marlena was number two for me. Marlena, when she used to smoke that cigar, I don't. She, I she's a beautiful woman. She to like, me, like back then, man, whew, I was like.
1: But nah, same on Sunny, or just different levels, man.
0: I felt, I felt like. Did you see that kid hit Goldust in the head? <laughs> now you get arrested for doing that shit. Yeah. Last time they had fans. Well, who knows when that's gonna be? They're saying SummerSlam, WWE at least. They're saying SummerSlam.
1: where are where they? where are they gonna do? SummerSlam? They're not sure
0: yet. They're thinking about somewhere where it's a little more open and wide open in terms of restriction, COVID restrictions. So yeah. they're talking Texas, maybe even Arizona. Um as one of the two states to host the SummerSlam at, at full capacity. Um, I know recently AEW held um, a dynamite for that Blood and Guts War Games match, and they were at like 20, I think they were at like 2,000 people, so they were just around 40% capacity. But, they had, but Tony Khan had said on Busted Open recently that. He was opening up the the, the double or nothing pay per view on May the thirtieth, which will be this Sunday at the, uh, when this recording drops, to full capacity. So that that place seats about fifty five hundred people. So we're looking at a, a, a solid number for a wrestling event. So it looks like things are starting to turn around a little bit when it That's comes good. to when it comes to the you know the, the restrictions with COVID. But yeah, yeah at least thanks. as far as WWE goes, I'm th- I, I I from what I'm hearing they they the next big event they want SummerSlam to to be the the one where the, the audience returns. I don't know what kind of touring schedule they're going to do. In terms of, you know. Live events and shit. And television. I can't imagine them doing a whole lot of like house shows. Because their house shows didn't draw up for shit the last time. Yeah. You know. Like, it might be different now because of COVID. And people are excited. People might want to get out and go back. Yeah. yeah, I can see that.
1: I don't well, think we really. Give, I will give house shows. Twenty twenty two. That'd be my if I was WWE. I wouldn't I wouldn't
0: watch Maybe just layers. maybe just try and do T V tapings yeah. with, with an audience, see how that works before you try and get a house show. Yeah. Exactly. I could see that. I could definitely see that. That that, that makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There was something about Marlena where I was just like, mes- like f- mesmerized I when I was younger.
1: Moment, but to put her like the same universe
0: as Sable and Sunday, I think is nonsense. <laughs> 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 That's why I love you, cause you cause you're not afraid to express your opinion. That's why I love you, man. You I, know what my girl Lolo was was like? Bet you like in
1: ninety eight, ninety nine was Ivory. I just thought she was like the hottest babe.
0: Are you fucking serious? And that I really did. That's fucking preposterous that you think Ivory, who was like half a man. No, she wasn't half. A, I mean, she was she was she, she was, was fit. rather manish. She wasn't I, no I'm not I, well all due do respect to her you know yeah. she's not a man I know that but still she she was very she she was masculine let's just put it I that I
1: still way. Don't, no, no. Do, do I put Iver in same league as uh, Sable and Sunny no but you don't you know, but, but you think but that Ivory is I a hot
0: league. babe over fucking Marlena Totally definitely. you're you're a you're a fucking lying piece of shit
1: I know I get, you can have your you Okay well, what is, my nephew wants,
0: your nephew says, told uh, you this that no, Ivory no, no, was no, higher no, than Marlena. No, 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 no. My nephew's <laughs> only thirteen
1: years old currently. But, but no, no, that's but, good.
0: Someone thirteen years old that, that fucking you know has an opinion about something that took place twenty five years it, ago. Once upon a time, I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. Once
1: upon my time we're in Cape Cod. I'm at that. Uh, I was eating like this lobster roll. It was like phenomenal. And he was he had like this like this uh, like a fried fish like. They look like glorified fish sticks on a bun. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why did you get what I got? And that looks disgusting. He goes, I'm enjoying it. And I kept on making fun of him. He goes, Uncle Dennis, stop making fun of my yum. And so, 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 making fun so, of my yum? My yum. So, That's it. So, so, I always up? take that to heart. So so, 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 you, stop making fun of my yum.
0: Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. All right. I got you.
1: Ivy was my girl back then. All right. Also, too, my whole glow connection too and stuff. Like
0: oh, that. okay, all right, that makes sense. But, I, uh, I forgot about that. That makes more sense. But I'm
1: just saying, that 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 that, uh, that was my girl.
0: Yeah. All right, I get it. I get it here.
1: But like, but there wasn't too many bass back then either. Like, we still had Sable, I guess. That uh, that uh,
0: Sable. What about um? But you didn't
1: get you didn't get you did get Stacy and Tori until later.
0: No, they weren't till later, but. Let me try and think again. Yeah, Sable, and, uh, Deborah? De-
1: no. Deborah, no. What? No. What's wrong Debra with you? Deborah definitely didn't do it for me. No what way. What the fuck
0: is wrong with you? I would
1: bang Ivory back then 10 times before. No. Deborah,
0: come on. Debra. I wouldn't bang Ivory with your dick. <laughs> That's a great line.
1: I, <laughs> I was killing that one. I wouldn't bang Ivory with that your That is with, a fucking awesome with line. With your dick
0: if you were pushing. Dude, all that right? was
1: a fucking awesome line. It said, uh, Um, okay, how about like Jackie or Ivory?
0: Jackie beat me up, I wouldn't mess with her.
1: I kinda like it that
0: way though. Like
3: I I, I
1: don't like I don't like blood per se, but I like it a little rough, I do (laughs) (laughs) do. look how far we've come
0: in this conversation. We're we're watching Undertaker Gold Dust here and and, and and Hall of Famers. Yeah. Well Gold Dust has got to be Hall of Famers. He'll get in there. The forbidden door's been opened. You know, as they like to say. Jericho was on Austin's podcast, so they'll definitely put one of these guys. I'm sure they would put these dudes in the Hall of Fame.
1: You gotta put Goldust in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, and I'm so, with you though. I didn't. I here's the funny know. thing. Now that you just brought that up, yeah. okay? WrestleMania in Texas next year. You want to really make some waves? You announced Goldust in the Hall of Fame and Cody and him.
3: Yeah, two guys currently
0: in AEW. You know what I mean? You want to make some waves? Yeah. I mean, you just had Jericho on. And Jericho nice, was on the me. Austin podcast, yeah. you know, poking skull. I about an hour, of it was okay. I thought it was good. I liked his stories. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. No, it, I mean, it was a fair amount of stuff I've heard before, but then, he, I mean, he's hes well-traveled, you know, yeah. seasoned veteran. So I didn't mind it. Um, like I said, a fair amount of stuff I've heard before, but there were some other pretty cool, interesting stories that I hadn't heard before. I, I, that's what I pop for, the stories I'd never heard before. You know what I mean? Or if I like a story that I've heard before, and someone repeats it over and over again, but for the most part, um, it wasn't bad. It was a solid. It was a solid outing. Um, I think it leaves the door open for stuff like like I, like I just proposed: Gold Dust in the Hall of Fame next year in Texas with Cody inducting him. You know? Yeah. Or if they wanted to do something interesting, they could. They could induct. Um, they could induct. Uh, Dusty into the Hall of Fame with um, with Dick Murdoch as the Texas Outlaws as a tag that's team that's interesting thing. both of them are dead but yeah. I mean that's how you want to bring Gold Dust into the, you know and Cody back into the folder at least you know have him make an appearance
1: Terry Funk he's on the Hall of Fame isn't he Terry Funk's already in the I'm Hall of Fame I'm gonna think of yeah. like Texans so you going like put in Von Eric's already in
0: course, Von Erics so. already in Freebirds are in um, oh look at that that was a nice bump broke yeah. the casket door too
1: even Jackie, she's already in it. Yep, she's in it. Yeah. Um, Harlem, Harlem Heat, of course.
0: You know who you know who probably won't go in it because they did one of those dark side of the rings was Gino Hernandez. Even though he didn't really, he really have Texas a Hall boy? of Fame career. He is a Texas boy, okay. yeah. He's a Texas boy. Um, You know who I could see them putting in next year? That's got like Texas affiliation... Um, but he would go in like the legacy wing because people yeah. don't know who the fuck he is. Most people don't know who he is, I should say. Well, like younger people. Paul Bosch. Houston I don't know Paul H- Bosch Houston is. promoter. Houston wrestling.
1: Okay.
0: You want to hear an interesting story about Paul Bosch? Sure. So Paul Bosch, towards the end of his run in Houston, as a promoter, he was doing like co promoting with the WWF. Like and when when Vince was invading territories, okay. he was kind of open to it. And um Vince essentially was buying out his territory you know and so Vince said to or I don't know if, I don't know how the conversation worked but there was pretty much going to be like a farewell show to Houston wrestling and the WWF was co-promoting it and they were bringing in Hogan they were bringing in all the big names right and it was going to be like a farewell to Paul Bosch and it was a big deal in Houston area and Vince McMahon had flipped the bill to pay for everything, hit the WWF talent that were coming in. Paul didn't have to pay for any of that. And so when it came time to split the purse, Paul Bosch took the whole thing and was like, nope, it's my last night. It's mine. After Vince pretty much covered all the fees yeah. and, you know, bought out his territory, it was like, nope. Fuck you, I'm keeping it. You could pay Hogan, you could pay this guy, I'm keeping whatever we make at the gate. <laughs> and it, it was a it was a, it was a substantial amount of money from yeah. what I gather. But um
1: I think Vince gave, gave two rats that it was like, yeah, he's gone in. Anyway. I don't think
0: he'd give a shit because yeah. Vince knew probably he was gonna make more money on his return with all the guys he was getting.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So Um But yeah, Goldust in the Hall of Fame is long over too. Definitely, definitely needs to go in, and I, I would do it next year in Texas. Undertaker, put him as- Under, Undertaker two is obviously a shoe in the headline. It's gonna be in Dallas.
1: Do You put him as Dustin or Gold Dust? Gold Dust, yeah,
0: Gold Dust easily. You don't put him as Dustin. Put him as Gold Dust, and I think Undertaker headlines that class next year.
1: I'm with you though. Like, I wouldn't mind. Like, like at first, I kind of shitted on your idea, but now I kind of like it. But like Undertaker gets his own class.
0: Yeah, it's just him. Yeah, they could do yeah. They could do a ton of stuff.
1: They're running out of guys already, you know what I mean? So, so like, to slow down the, the pace, you put in I one guy. I think it's the finish here. this is when uh, Mankind pops out? Yeah. I think like they know how they did that trick, because, like, the whole time, like... There's
0: a door. Okay. In the casket. So, he's under the ring, and he gets in through the door. Right, well, you already one. said that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's play the audio for this. door winner <laughs> he's trying to lock it the doors don't even fucking work that's interesting i totally forgot that was for the intercontinental title
1: take got got dicey titles. No.
0: That would have been interesting. An Undertaker Intercontinental title run? That would have been very interesting. But yeah, this set set things in motion. The Undertaker Mankind rivalry. For them to have their first one-on-one match at King of the Ring the following month. Because Mankind had been kind of stalking and attacking Undertaker for a number of months. Yeah. But... I yeah. love
1: this rivalry. It's
0: very underrated. I didn't appreciate it back then, but honestly, like I'd go back and watch some of their matches now. Like that King of the Ring match that they're gonna that they'll have at the next pay per view, yeah. I might go back and watch that because I heard that's a very underrated match.
1: I don't remember. I got to rewatch it. Yeah, I'm assuming it's probably like an old contest.
0: No, I think Mankind won that. I Did think they he? made a big deal out of it being like, this was the first time Undertaker was pinned on pay-per-view or some shit like that, okay. if I remember correctly. you have to go back and watch it. But yeah, this is where they do the hocus-pocus and he you know pops open the casket and he's not there and he disappeared, but then he came back the next night. And you know how all that goes. All right? Right? One, yeah. two, three. Yep, he's not there.
1: <laughs> I love you, Paul There. I miss him, Paul Bear.
0: Paul Beria, another underrated manager and very instrumental in the the evolution of Undertaker. Yep, he's gone.
2: My taker! My Undertaker! (laughs) He's here! He's coming! Tane is alive, Undertaker! He's coming! Tane is alive!
0: Yeah, so lights go out here. And it looks like we've reached the end of this pay-per-view. I think. Yep. Yeah. Copyright, nineteen ninety six, Titan Sports production, all rights reserved. In your house, beware of dogs. Not too. bad. We've that, seen worse. We have seen worse, but you know what though? I, I wanted to watch that because I just thought it was I thought it was kinda interesting that like the way that things went down because of the yeah. the lights going out, you know, the two nights before so, and how they kind of did things in, you know.
1: I, I got a question before we go off the air. Yeah. So it says, beware of dog. Yep. And it shows Rocky Maya Villa doing a leaf, leaf, uh, leaf frog over maybe Big Boss Man. Sadio Vega. Sadio Vega. Why, why, did he, why is that
0: the image? It's just I guess that's just what the interface is. Oh, I see is. now. It's for every, so, everyone. Okay. Yeah. So, well, it's, yeah, it's the, the first few and then there's the interface there where it shows Sean and. Bulldog, then the man, the mind games with Love him, mankind games. buried alive with him and Undertaker. They went
1: out of streak and were like really good, really good in your houses.
0: They did, like I said, 1996. The in your houses were not terrible, you're right, you know. Yeah, they weren't bad. This wasn't a bad show, this was a fun little show. And like I said, the circumstances of the, the shit going down, and and you know, so. But this was a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you yeah, taking the well, time. It's... Hopefully you all had fun too, watching it back with us in your house. Beware of Dog 2, 25-year anniversary. Uh, next week, we're going to start the the, the the path to Money in the Bank. I'm going to be bringing you Trading Places, Money in the Bank, where we're going to talk about alternate scenarios of the Money in the Bank ladder match winners and who could have taken the briefcase instead of the actual winners itself. We'll talk about that part one next week here on kicking out at two. With that being said, I think it's about that time. Well, before I do that, actually, um, I got a few other ideas. It's, you know, month of June coming up. Um, you know, Money in the Bank's coming up. But also, it's it's been well known for being a month for King of the Ring. And I know you and I were talking about this a while back. Uh, <laughs> about watching one of the worst king of the ring pay-per-views ever do you really want to make that that i'll do it you want to do it i'll do it it's like it's like king that, of the ring 1995 that that's going to be good okay be that bad all right let's be do good. it then so we at some point next month we will watch king of the ring 1995 as a part of our stinker series here on Kicking Out It too. We'll have a lot of fun uh, reminiscing and, and talking about all the ways. I have so and... many questions I want to ask. Yeah, good, good. I don't know if I'll have all the answers, but you know, i got some questions myself. There's more opinion than anything. Oh, I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely sure of it. But um, now it's time to put this show down for the three count. We'll see you all next week.